Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for moments like this. Lord, help us to look past all the tinsel and the trees and the presents and all the, all the stuff that goes with Christmas and to hear something from you. Father, I pray for every man, woman and child that are a part of this service, either in the building, online or online, it's time to come. I pray, God, that every one of us will sense that you are speaking to us about our life. For every one of us, God, you've got a future that you've planned. There's something you want us to do. None of us have reached the end of it. None of us, Lord, can say I've retired from it. None of us can say my time is up. Lord, every single one of us... I've still got your hand there reaching out to us. And so, God, I pray you'll help us. Holy Spirit, get around each mind and each heart. Still the hearts that are stirred, Lord, in ways because of what's happening around about them. Still the mind, Lord, that needs to be able to focus and have peace. We thank you for that. We give you all the praise, all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Luke's Gospel chapter 1 is a passage we've read I think about the last four weeks, and so let me read it to you again. Then the angel said to her, and of course that's Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, because you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there'll be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I've never known a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. And then it goes on, the Holy One that is to be born will be called the Son of God. The scripture tells us in first, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Profitable for instruction, for reproof, for teaching and training in the things of life and of God. So I know that when God put in the Scripture, the story of the birth of Jesus, He's not trying to fill in for a holiday called Christmas. He's not trying to just give an historical interlude to let you know about how Jesus started. But the same verse, 2 Timothy 3.16, applies to Luke 1, verse 30 to 35. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is profitable. So this passage that we just read is profitable for you and I, not just to let us know about how Jesus came to earth through the womb of the Virgin Mary, because an angel came and visited in all his declaration, but it's profitable for how you and I live. It's profitable for you and I in December 2023. So how we go about living our life. God wants you to hear something today that'll help you in this time and space that you live in. Something out of this story that'll help you to live life better. And I'm praying that every one of you that hears this today will allow the Holy Spirit to speak something to you. I'm praying that you will allow the Holy Spirit to bypass the Christmassy parts of it all and speak to your today and particularly speak to your tomorrow. 
They're not just history. And they're not just something that these people live, but they're to teach us how to live. When the angel speaks to Mary and she says, be it unto me according to your word, there is not at that time any proof of any change in her life. She's had an angelic visit and, and there's no doubt about that, but nothing's changed as far as her life physically or any other way is concerned. There's no proof. There's no evidence. It's just a vision that she's received, a dream that she says yes to. She's saying yes to what can be and what will be. We talk a lot in this church about vision and dream because it's the language of the Holy Spirit. Many people want to know, how do I walk with God? Well, I would say this to you. If you will allow God to plant the seed of a dream and a vision in your life, all across the life of this church, people have said yes to dreams. The reason we were online for Albania yesterday is because a couple in this church back about three years ago, I think it would be now, we were sitting at dinner and I said to them, Anna from Albania, why don't you think about hosting something online for these people? That was just a, a, a conversation. There was no angelic, trust me, even though my name means angel. Uh, it, there was no angelic part of that at all. Maybe it was a moment of inspiration. I don't remember hearing the hallelujah chorus. I don't remember hearing the choirs of angels. It was just something that popped into my heart, but she picked up on it, her and her husband. They picked up on it, and now thousands and thousands of people are being impacted out of somebody who let the seed of a dream come into them. And I believe, even though this is Christmas Eve and we've got this beautiful display out the front, thank you, Leo, for all that you do uh, to make this place look so special. But I believe that on this Christmas Eve, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to some of you here and He wants to ignite in you a dream for what can be. And maybe it'll be something that affects a nation of Albania. Maybe it'll be something that does something grand like that. Or maybe it'll be something that hardly anybody else will ever know about until you get to heaven. We have up in our parents' room, we have concierges, we have uh, mostly ladies who have taken it upon themselves to support the young mums up there. And they're there so that the mums can be a part of the service and not spend the entire time at church having to be distracted by everything that's going on. They help them with the feeding of the babes and all that kind of stuff. I know Eileen Green is just a wonderful woman in our church. She's just retired from out of that space. And wherever you are, Eileen, probably online, I just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you to you, to your family. Uh, what a blessing you've been. She started off threads way back in the day that Philomena now leads. But all this kind of stuff, see, but, but most of you probably don't even know about the, the, the parents' room. It's a small thing perhaps in your world. And yet it's a dream that got started in the heart of someone here. And so they took that thing on. But I know that dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit and they're not rare. It's not like God's only got a few and He parcels them out to the famous, to the ones whose names uh, we all know. Billy Graham, for instance, or a Catherine Kuhlman or, a, or whoever your Christian hero might be. But God is continually 
parceling out dreams across the life of the body of Christ. On the day of Pentecost, the Apostle Peter says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. But he doesn't talk about speaking in tongues. He doesn't talk about the gifts of the Spirit. He talks about the Holy Spirit bringing dreams and visions upon the people of God. He says, I'll pour it out. I'll pour it out. You don't pour it out if there's two drops. You pour it out if there's a cascade of it, if there's a river of it. And I believe that even though this be Christmas Eve, you know, I believe that God wants to do something today in the lives of every man, woman and child that is a part of the service. He wants to cascade dream and vision into your life. For this is not the end of anything, but rather God wants to roll on and do even greater things in the mighty name of Jesus. He wants to pour out His Spirit upon the earth. He wants to bring to pass the fruition of all that the angels sang in front of the shepherds. Peace on earth, goodwill to all men. God wants the entire earth to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wants the entire earth to be touched by the birth of that babe, not because of conflicts and wars, not because of pressure and agitation, but because of a spirit of grace that gets poured out upon humanity in Jesus' name by Christians who live the kind of life that demonstrates the love of God to a humanity that is in desperate need of love and of hope and of faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Every dream, every dream, God's pouring them out. And if you will hear it today, He will pour one out into you. And it may just be a thought. It may just be a simple beginning. It may not come like an angelic visitation. But if you will let God speak something to your life, speak something to your life. Some of you that have given up and you've thought, well, I'm disqualified. I'll never be able to be used by God. I won't be able to make it. Look what happened. Look where I'm at. Look what's going on. I can't do that from here. But if you will hear the Holy Spirit today, He will give you something inside of your life. Because I know this for sure is that every dream comes with power. Every dream that God pours out has in it, latent within it, the power to bring it to pass. When Mary says, how can this be? The angel doesn't go into a great biology or scientific lesson. He points her towards the one thing that the world cannot give you and that the world cannot take away. He points her to the power of the Most High. He says, that's going to overshadow you. I don't know about you, but more than ever before in my life, I need the power of the Most High to overshadow me. I need something more than just me. I need something more than my intellect and my abilities, my drives and my motivations, my personalities or whatever gifts or talents I have. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't need that just for Sunday when I preach. I need that for the Mondays when I'm not preaching and the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays and the Thursdays and the Fridays because I know that I need the power of the Most High to come and touch this tiny bit of grey matter that sits between my two ears when I walk out of here and, and filled with faith and believing and then go into a world where faith is not abounding, where it's not kind of pushed upon you but where doubt and fear and unbelief seems to preside. The Holy Spirit comes and He comes to do what we cannot do. Therefore, it's foolish for me to assess the probability that my dream will come to pass 
based on my resources alone. It's foolish. Listen to me. It's foolish. Some of you here that are discounting the dream that you know is from God. And you're discounting it because you go, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Mary asked that. Who am I that my Lord should visit me? Who am I? Well, who are you and who am I? We are the ones whom God has chosen. And God has chosen many, many, many churches. I love the fact that all over the world, different kinds of churches in different styles are going to be celebrating the birth of Jesus. And uh, here in this church, we don't think our style or our particular brand is the only one. We think there is this great thing called the church. And we believe in the name of Jesus. That's the name above every other name. But the Holy Spirit comes and He overshadows us. So why would I look at what I can do? Why would I assess the likelihood? And yet I know that I'm as prone to that as anybody else is. I look through stuff and go, well, how's that going to happen? Hello? I think all of us do, don't we? I look at some of the things God's put in my heart. Bruce and I talk about some of them. And I go, I have no idea where that's going to go. How I have no idea how that's going to come to pass. I'm not sure about that. That's not unbelief. That's just me acknowledging in my natural world, there isn't enough resource. But when I think about the Holy Spirit coming and Him overshadowing me, I don't know about you, but the best Jeff you'll ever see is not the Jeff on the platform. It's the Jeff in the place of prayer. And you don't see that. But it's the very best me. Because I find I get into the place of prayer and all of a sudden everything of Jeff and all of the natural reasoning takes a back seat. And all of a sudden the spirit of faith and the spirit of God comes in there and you begin to pray differently. Instead of praying, oh God, please, and I beg you and whatever, you begin to pray and declare, God, this is what you're going to do. You are more than enough. You are more than enough for everything that I need. You are well able. You have equipped us. Everything we need to fulfill every dream is given by you because every dream comes with power. But here's the second thing, is every dream comes with opposition. Sorry about that. Whether it's the opposition of circumstances or from people, circumstances or difficulties will arise for every dream. Now here's a verse that you've never heard anyone preach on at Christmas. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 34 and 35. Then Simeon blessed them and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very soul. You didn't hear that one at Christmas last year, did you? That's not a part of the carol service in the domain or any other carol service, but it's in the Bible. Why? Because God doesn't pretend that a dream means everything's easy. God doesn't pretend that just because you surrender to the will of God for your life, I fall down as the lady so beautifully said. Just because I surrender doesn't mean that the path is always an easy path. There does come opposition with every dream, not just for Jesus. But, the, but Simeon says, Mary, it's for you as well. He's preparing her 
for the difficult. Listen, nobody can say, well, God, I didn't know that trouble would come because Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Amen. He that endures to the end will be saved. Some of us, sometimes we ask God the wrong question. We ask God the question, why, rather than asking the question, what now? Why? I've never had him answer that. But when I say, God, I don't like this, what should I do now? He's never failed to lead me, never failed to take me forward. Every dream comes with opposition. Here's number three, is every dream comes with opportunity. I've thought about this one a little bit because, you know, Mary could understandably have thought, well, my job is to carry the seed of God. The Holy Spirit overshadows me, I'm pregnant, and I go through the nine months of pregnancy and I carry this baby and the birth happens. And, you know, well, after that, hello, I've done my job. And hear me right when I say this, I don't mean to be, to be too blunt, but God wasn't looking for a surrogate mother. He's looking for someone who's got a dream that goes beyond the birth. When the angel says to her, you know, this child is, is going to sit on the throne of David and going to impact the entire world, Something about that, listen, Mary never just had the vision to be pregnant and give birth to Jesus. How do I know that? Because in Acts chapter 1, verse 12, then they returned. This is after the birth, after the ministry of Jesus, after his death on the cross, after his resurrection. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. When they'd entered, they went into the upper room where the spirit fell, the day of Pentecost, where they were staying. Gives you a list of who was there. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, Judas the son of James. That's not the Judas Iscariot, it's a different Judas. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. The Mary who gave birth to the Son of God became a disciple of the Son of God. And so when Jesus says to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high, Mary's one of the crowd that says, I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit. What I have is not enough. I need more. I not only need the Holy Spirit to overshadow me, I need the Holy Spirit to fill me. And so this woman goes the extra mile and she caught a hold of a dream and a vision. Fulfillment is always on the other side of extra mile living. Amen. Don't just get the vision to be a part of a serving team or to do a certain act or to do a certain job because God's calling has never got a time-based contract in it. God doesn't say, I'm calling you for the next year and that's it. God's callings, it says, are without repentance in the book of Romans. He says, whatever He calls you to, it's a lifelong call. Now, I may not always stand in this role, 
but I will always stand in the call of God no matter what I do. Many of my friends have now retired or stepped out of the roles that they were in. Yesterday, I'm on the phone to my good friend, Pastor David McDonald, and he was the president of our movement, oversaw planting of churches all around the world and was well known, wrote a book, what a great man of God. But he stepped out of that role. But David's never stepped out of his call. When he was looking after his wife who was uh, in need of care at one point, he's there in that home and he's sharing Jesus with everyone because he says, you know what? He says, I'm not called to preach on platforms alone. I'm called to be a living witness for Christ wherever I am. That's a man who does not step back from the call because his season of prominence changes. Amen? Amen? If you're called to serve, keep serving. You know, one of the amazing things about our hope team is the average age of them. Think about it, because I'm looking down at some of them here. And I'm just saying, most of them, well, I don't think they have to pay for public transport. <laughs> Pretty sure they flash their pension card. Now, not all of them, by the way. But I love the fact that these men and women serving down there these people who are doing that don't say, well, you know what? I'm retired now. I'm just going to watch the telly. I've retired now. I'm just going to play bowls. Nothing wrong with bowls. A lot of young people play bowls. I might take it up myself. But think about it a minute. You don't retire from the call of God. I know that Eileen, she stepped out of the role of uh, being one of the concierges up there. And sorry to make this just so uh, family kind of newsy, if you like, but I know that she's going to be serving in the prayer team because while she can't do that one thing, the, the call to serve is still there. Amen? Are, are you with me? So let the, let the call of God be there for you. It comes with opportunity. And the opportunity is lifelong. Mary is there at the foot of the cross. She's there on the day of Pentecost. She's there when they all speak in other tongues. Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke in tongues. Just thought I'd tell you. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, and they were all filled and all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Every dream comes with opportunity. Number four, every dream comes with provision. You know, when Mary and Joseph are, are giving birth to baby Jesus, we all know, away in a manger, no crib for a bed, and all that, you know, the stuff there. And, and most people think that the wise men came to the stable, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says this, it says that uh, they came to the house where the young child was. That's verse 11 of Matthew 2. It says that when they come to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. Why did Herod kill every child under the age of two? Because by the time he hears about it, Jesus has gone from being a baby to being a toddler. And it's prescient that the wise men turn up when they turn up. They don't turn up in the stable. They don't turn up in the manger and present a king's worth of gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. It wasn't a little gold bangle for baby Jesus to have around his wrist. It wasn't a little handkerchief that had a dab of frankincense on it so that he could smell good. 
It was a, a gift that was given to this family. And why is that? Because as soon as the wise men have left, another angel comes and says, arise and flee to Egypt. Can you imagine going to a foreign country and you have no idea how long it's going to take? You have no idea. I always say I can fly anywhere in the world if I have my phone, my passport, and my wallet. I don't worry about everything else. You can always buy more. However, when I was in Thailand earlier this year, and they told me at the check-in counter, Mr. Woodward, your visa is for tomorrow. And I'd left my phone in the car of the person who dropped me at the airport. And I said, what do I do? They said, phone this number and change your ticket. I said, I don't have a phone. They said, well, you can do it here. I said, that's fine. I'll pay it. They said, there's a fee. I said, I'll pay it here. I said, do you take visa? They said, no, only cash. I go, I'm in, I'm in Thailand for 48 hours. I go, I don't have any cash. They said, there's an ATM over there. I go over to the ATM and I put my card in. It says, I don't know what it said, because I couldn't read it. <laughs> I have no idea what it's talking about. But it kind of spat my card out and I thought, obviously no good. So I go to a, another one, because they, you know, they hunt in packs. So I go to another one and eventually, well, long story short, I get the money out and then I say, by the way, is there a hotel here that I can stay at? They go, no. I go, so I've got no phone, I can't fly. I've just paid for a ticket tomorrow and now I've got nowhere to stay. I felt like Mary and Joseph. But thank God for his grace. I went over to this lovely young man, a young woman behind the counter, and I said, I wonder how you could help me. I said, I don't know my friend's phone number. I'm not, I, I don't speak any Thai. Would you look him up? And so they Google him. And I said, would you phone that number? Yes, sir. They phoned him. I said, it's Pastor Jeff here. Help. An hour later, he turns up with my phone. Takes me to a hotel. But I had provision, but Mary and Joseph never had that kind of stuff. And I love the fact that when Mary and Joseph get told by the angel, go into a foreign country and don't just visit it for two days. You go not knowing how long you're going to be there. And the wise men say, oh, by the way, God said to give you this. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Joseph doesn't have a job to go to in Egypt. God made sure that there was provision for every vision. Amen. That's the way this church has lived since day one, is that God has given provision for every vision. The provision didn't come, though, until it was needed. God made sure it was there. Here's the fifth thing every dream comes with, is every dream comes with timing. There's another verse, actually this phrase appears twice. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from men to heaven. 
The shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they made haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. Don't you ever wonder how come everybody knew but very few believed? Puzzles me. They made known widely the saying. Oh, don't you think in this day and age we would have been like, we would have been stalking Jesus from the birth. Huh? They just kind of off they go. They made widely known the saying which was told concerning the child and all who heard it marvel at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them. I think she pondered them because she was wondering when they were going to happen. She doesn't know. She has not been told by the angel at the age of 30, Jesus will launch his ministry getting baptised by his cousin, John, in the River Jordan. She doesn't know any of that. And so every day when he's up there at the temple at the age of 12, we know that she, they didn't know because she said, what are you doing? He said, didn't you realise I'd be about my father's business? They weren't sure. And because of that, she had to wait on God's timing. I think of all the things that I ever wonder or struggle with in God, Timing is always the greatest. God, when are you going to do this? And he almost never says anything to me. I wish he would. I believe that God just says this. You, your job is to walk forward in faith. Amen. Whatever dream you've got, ponder on it. Think on it. Let God give some power to it. Despite the opposition, Seize the opportunities that come. Provision will be there for it. But the timing of it has got to be right. You know, most of us here in this place have got more than one dream. You might have a personal one for your family and you might have one for your job and one for your ministry and you might have another dream for some other area of life. Why don't you let the Holy Spirit come and breathe on it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do. You have a long history, Lord, of bringing impossible dreams to pass. The things we think are too difficult, have been around too long. The things that are well and truly out of our comfort zone. You've got a long history of, despite that, bringing them to pass. Lord, I pray today that every one of us at this Christmas time will sense the Holy Spirit just breathing again. Breathing again, breathing again. Hearing the Holy Spirit say, it's me that gave you that idea. It's me that put that dream in you. It's going to be for my glory, not for yours. Trust me, walk with me. Let me encourage you and let me strengthen you and let me teach you and lead you in the mighty name of Jesus. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us. Come on. Every single one of us, Lord, need it. I need it. Every single one of us. Oh, God, don't let us walk out of here and we just heard a sermon. God, let something of you come around our mind and heart. Lord, I pray for people where, Lord, the dream has become all dried up, wizened. Lord, there's no nourishment coming into it, no, no, no juice inside of it. And Lord, today you come and you pour out the beautiful Holy Spirit. You turn the old wineskin 
into something that's capable of carrying something great again. Thank you for that. I thank you for every mum and every dad, every grandma and every granddad here that's got a dream for their children and grandchildren. I thank you for every businessman and businesswoman here that's got a dream for their business to do something great. I pray for every Christian here that asks you, Lord, would you use my life? Do something phenomenal, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, we just surrender to you. Allow you to do something in our life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we make room for you. We make room for you, Lord. We make room for you. Come on, just right now where you are. Just make room for the Holy Spirit. Come on. Wherever you are. You might say, Jeff, I've tried and I've failed already. My hope has been struggling. Come on, let the Holy Spirit breathe on you. Let the Holy Spirit, it's what He does. It's what He does. This shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Lord, pour out your Spirit on us. We didn't come here for church service. We came here for you to serve us through the mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Yes, we do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to just rush away from this team. Just come. I have no idea if you're playing a song or just some chords there, but Ruby, we just leave. We just want to take a minute. Come on, we've got time. I want you just wherever you are. Come on. I feel like there's people here and you know you've been on the journey a long time and because you've been on the journey a long time it's, it's very easy to get just well you know just used to it to become familiar with the expectations people have think about it for a minute the expectation everyone had of Mary was that she'd marry Joseph and be a good Jewish mother that's all they thought then an angel turns up and everything gets changed would you let a voice from God speak to you today and change everything in your world and life? Stay seated with us a minute. Thanks, Ruby. Holy, 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 holy,
some people here that are going to go out and pick up the dream again and start to pray. Start to say, Lord, show me what my next step looks like. We don't want to run ahead of you. We don't want to presume, but Lord, we neither do we want to hang back. Lord, I pray you'll speak, guide us, lead us in Jesus' name. You know, one of the wonderful things about the Christmas story is the variety of ways that God spoke to people. The shepherds had a, a heavenly choir. The wise men had a star. Mary and Joseph, for there's a lot of ways, Simeon prophesies about Jesus, a human voice. But they'd heard the voice of Gabriel as well. Think about it a minute. Because I don't know how God might have been speaking to you. Maybe you're somebody here and a conversation with a friend somewhere mentioned God and just even the mention of Him, something inside of you goes, oh yeah. All of a sudden you realise God's there. I'm amazed over the years, the variety of ways the Holy Spirit reaches and touches people. I've met people where they've told me the television turned on I walked in ready to finish the whole thing and the television turned on. Somebody else, it was a conversation with a work colleague. Somebody else just felt to go to a church. People that have come to this church and given their life to Jesus who said the bus stop just happened to be out the front. Or I heard the worship. When I heard the worship, I felt drawn to come in. All I know is this that God is still in the business of reaching to people. He's still in the business. I, I don't control it. I don't know how He does it all. I just know that He does. I'm just simply the person who gets to say, let me help you take the next step. If you want to say yes to Jesus, I want to lead you in a simple prayer. It's a powerful prayer, though it's simple. You say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want you to forgive my sin because we've all sinned. Every one of us has got a background we wish we didn't have. He said, I'll come and cleanse you of that. I'll deliver you from out of the strongholds that have been in your life. 
He says, I'm going to save you. And then you get to walk on with Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for every person that's a part of this service, both now and in the days to come. Lord, for the people right now that are praying that simple prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Break the power of my past. Let me walk on with you into everything you have for me. Father, we thank you for them. Thank you that you're listening to them. Your ear is close to them. Even the prayer they say in their mind, you see it and hear it. Thank you for them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can look this way. If that's you today and you've said yes to Jesus, why don't you let us know so we can encourage you and help you. All you've got to do is text Y-E-S, yes. The number's up there on the screen, 0488-826-392. If you're outside of Australia or your preferred method of getting our encouragement is via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. Either way, the very next day, our team will send you a Bible verse and a prayer that relates to that Bible verse. different every day. It's just our way of saying, we're cheering you on. We want you to follow Jesus all your life. We want you to discover what the Bible calls the unfathomable riches of Christ. So would you do that? Send through your yes, 0488-826-392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. You can do it anytime. We get them all hours of the day and night. We're excited about our prayer team. Start praying for those people, even though we don't know your name our joy to be a part of blessing you today in Jesus name and the angels cry Thank you so much.